Now, Brother Tenney, it looks like you've desecrated. 18th chapter of Jeremiah. The Lord told Jeremiah, said, you go down to the Marred Vessel Bottling Company. You know that business concern just beyond Straight Street. Yeah, yeah. And I want you to watch how they operate. Yeah, this is how they do it. Watch that potter. Well, that's a business, Lord. What can the business world teach me? He said, well, you go down and do what I told you to do, and I'm going to give you a message that you can preach to my people. Now, if you wonder why they're taking this off, it's uh, affecting their cameras. Camera don't like Coke. I think it's a Pepsi camera. So I believe that there's a principle. Yeah. In fact, Jesus said the children of this generation are wiser. Wiser, yeah. Children of light. So Jeremiah learned something from the secular world that he transferred in the the spiritual, and we. Still preach today about what he learned yeah. down at that potter's place of business. Yeah. If you have your Bible, turn to the first chapter of the book of Acts. Let me say how happy I am to see my friend, Brother Marl Cornwell, here. And I know that he has a word from the Lord for us, and I'm anxious to hear it. Acts chapter 1. Verse 8, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses. If the first shall is essential to salvation... Who authorized us to say the second shall is not essential to salvation? And I'm not preaching salvation by works, but hear me. Ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, that's your home base, city, community, Judea, Samaria, that could be your immediate area, state, the uttermost parts of the earth. When he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up into a cloud and received out of sight. His last earthly words. And his last words ought to be our first concern. You shall receive power and you shall be. Let's pray the blessings of the Lord on His Word. Father, in the name of Jesus. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Lord, we love you. Won't your will to be done in our heart and life. Pray that you would undertake. We lift our hearts and our hands to you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And everybody said in the name of Jesus. And everybody said in the name of Jesus. You may be seated. A Coke in the hands of every man 
About a year ago, I read an article from the business world. It may have been the Wall Street Journal. I don't, I don't remember. But it was laying out the Coca-Cola industry's concern for reaching the world. And they have a goal and a mission, according to this article, to put a Coke in the hands of every man on earth by the year 2000. Oh, Brother Tenney, you believe they can do that? They believe they can. Did you know that an average of more than 773 million servings of Coke or some other derivative of Coke are served every day on the face of the earth? They reach 773 million people a day. And their objective is to put a Coke in the hands of every man on the planet Earth. Now, if reaching the entire world with a soft drink is not too ambitious for a business cooperation, how much more should Christ's own church be committed to reaching the same world in the same time frame with something more powerful than Coke? I mean, if they're willing to accept the challenge. I'll tell you what, more than anything else, and I sense it, a, a spiritual awakening, awakening has, has got to take precedent over everything. We've got to see God's priorities and God's initiative. And we've got to know what the Spirit is saying to the church. But to think that a business concern says, we're going to put one of these. In the hands of every man on earth. By the year 2000. You know why? You know what stirred them up? I had noticed this myself, but never had thought about it. There are many third world nations that Pepsi reached before Coke. And they don't think Pepsi is the real thing. And they got stirred because the real thing. A substitute. Now they wouldn't say this, but a little false cola. And they got stirred. We, we got to do something about this. We can't let Pepsi take the third world countries. We're going to commit ourselves to putting the real thing in the hands of every man by the year 2000. You know, Paul said that I got to stir you, provoke you by jealousy. I just can't, you know, this, this startled me. It startled me to think of their commitment. I'll tell you what, and then off of the web page, Coca-Cola's got a web page, yeah. and I discovered to my amazement they got a mission statement. Here it is. Our mission yes. 
you mean that the Coca-Cola bottling company would have a mission? Here's their mission. How they're going to do it. How we're going to reach the world with the real thing. By the year 2000. Hear it. We exist to create value for our shareholders, our disciples, on a long-term building base that will enhance the Coca-Cola trademark. And this is our ultimate commitment. They have made an ultimate commitment to their trademark. Because they believe their trademark is the real thing. And they are committed to their disciples. To see that their trademark is carried to every nation in the world. Because they believe that Coke is the real thing. I want to know how many of you believe here this morning that you have the real thing. I'm not criticizing anything else, but I'm talking about the real thing. How many of you believe? Oh, they call us, you Jesus name people. Jesus name. That's our trademark. Do you think that we ought to put our trademark at the name of Jesus on every nation? Yes! Because neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven. If Coke's got a mission to put their trademark, to put their logo, a Coke in the hands of every man, motivated by money. I've been to conventions in the secular world where men were more motivated by money than I've seen some Christians motivated at a general conference in a camp meeting. Been to business meetings where nobody was in the halls when the seminars were going on, the lectures, because they were teaching them how to make more money. Oh, better take a drink on that one. The real thing. Now, he said, their mission statement. As the world's largest beverage company, we refresh the world. We do this by developing superior soft drinks. Our mission is to refresh the world with our superior product. Now, now remember, they haven't criticized nor called the name of Pepsi one time. But all they are saying is, this is the real thing. And once you taste the real, you won't even consider the substitute. We don't even have to talk about it. We're just emphasizing that this is the real thing. You better believe it, Brother Trees. What we've got is the real thing. No, I'm not going to criticize Brand X. I'm just going to tell you that you've come to the original bottling company. And there's springs of living water here. And we are committed. A superior product, thanks to Calvary. A superior product. 
our mission. Coca-Cola. Have nothing to do with the church. But this is how they're going to do it. You know what they've done? I read this. I said, my Lord, they're following New Testament principles. Of believing in what they've got. And committed to see, seeing that the whole world had it. And dedicated to lifting it up as the real thing. Oh, somebody said, you're, you're prejudiced, Coke. You know, you're going to hurt somebody's feelings. How is, how is orange aid going to feel? A Delaware punch. If you're always talking about you're the real thing. Don't you think maybe you're on an ego trip? They're not criticizing others. They just said, this is the original. And it is. Coca-Cola was the original cola. And they'll go all the way back in history and show you. In fact, it's, it's real ingredients are secret. There's only two men on the face of the earth that know the basic product. And then it's locked away in a third place in a vault in Atlanta, Georgia. There's some ingredient in there that they've been trying to decipher for years. And, and arid intellectualism has scratched its head and said, if we could just break that code and find out exactly what makes it tick, but there's a mystery to it that you cannot explain. There's a mystery taste that makes it different. A lot of others would, would like to mimic it. And they've got the artificial, but Coke's got the real thing. And I'm telling you, I can't explain it. There's a mystery about this thing. I can't put it in the human language. But this baptism of the Holy Ghost talking in tongues, this Jesus name message. put this message in the hands of every man. Creating value. We succeed or fail based on our ability to perform as stewards. That's the word. Stewards. Yeah. And he said there are several key assets to our stewardship. And we are committed, they said, to this stewardship. You must be talking about the gospel. I'm talking about Coca-Cola. Number one, Coca-Cola, the world's most powerful trademark, a valuable trademark, most powerful are we committed to the fact that we are not ashamed of the gospel for it is the most powerful we are committed to the most powerful trademark they said we're not backing up they said this is the most powerful logo Hmm. number two committed The world's most effective and persuasive distribution system. They know how to get the message out. Better park there a while. They know how to distribute their product. You know one of the first things that gets you fired with Coca-Cola Corporation? 
is infighting and not being on the team and being more interested in your own agenda than you are the corporation's agenda of getting their trademark propagated. They'll fire you. No fuss over the formula. It's sealed. <laughs> Distribution. How do they distribute it? Some places, it's can. Some places, it's glass. Some places, it's plastic. By the bottle. By the liter. The two liter. Plastic. Different containers, but it's what's on the inside. Different colors, but it's what's on the inside. Different means of distribution, but it's what's on the inside. Don't mess with what's on the inside. How can you hear it? I'm a can man. The old compromiser, I'm a glass man. It was originally put in glass. Not me. I like this modern plastic. That's a way to get it over, baby. I mean, it won't cut you. Amen. You need that. But the important thing, is it, is it the real thing on the inside, regardless of what it professes on the outside? Is it? What kind of distribution system do we have? Are we committed to the whole? Traveling the world, I've literally seen Coke distributed in different ways. Some third nation countries, it's distributed by donkeys, ox carts, bicycles. Shoulders of men are in our country sleek vans with uniformed attendants. Distributed different ways, different method, methodology, but the same product. You know, the fellow in the sleep van could say, wrong to deliver it on a donkey. Can't believe you delivered it on a donkey. And that wouldn't be appropriate in this culture. But if a donkey is the only thing you got, Coca-Cola says, get it out. Get your mind off the donkey unless you turn out to be one. Get it out. When Jesus came in for the triumphal entry and they were praising him and, and throwing clothes and, 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 and limbs, it's a good thing the donkey didn't think that was for him. He was just the means of distribution. And all we are is, Corey Ten Boone said, we're just a donkey that Jesus is riding. That's all we are. Get it out. But protect the formula. Now, another commitment. Satisfied customers who make a good profit selling our products. Product satisfaction above all others. See, they think once you get them to taste and you're hooked on our brand, nothing else will satisfy you.
If you're a stranger, I'm just going to be playing with you. If you ever get hooked on this, you're ruined for anything else. You can go try it, you're ruined. You can claim to have revelation, you're ruined. You can claim to have seen some light, I'm telling you, you're ruined. You're going to long for the water from the wells of Bethlehem before it's over with because this is the real thing. Another part of their mission. Our people are ultimately responsible for building this enterprise. Nobody's going to do it but Coke people. Pepsi's not going to tell our story. Nobody's going to get it out but people that believe in it. Another part of their mission. Our abundant resources must be used and intelligently allocated. Not squandered on one thing. Recognizing different giftings that people have. Allocation. I heard a man just say recently, well, we're in a building program and I canceled all my PIMs. Whoop. Your allocation of resources... You, you, you're putting the wrong things first. You're putting the package above the product. Coke wouldn't do that. You know, we do have to recognize different giftings. Brother Trace is a gifted teacher. I can't hold him a light. Others here are... Gifted evangelist. You know, Paul said that in his allegory about the body. That foot, hand, whatever you are, be what you are. But don't criticize somebody that's a little bit different. As long as you're in the same body. Because you're, you're getting your juice from the same heart. And you're thinking from the same head. But your gifting is different. Our strong global leadership in the beverage industry in particular and in the business world in general must be known. They have a global concept of getting their product, not a parochial. Leah Coca of Chrysler Motors said, we must have a global view to survive. That's what the business world said. We got to have a global view. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, uttermost. You are not fulfilling until we have a spirit of evangelism that will reach our home base and will go beyond until it gets to the uttermost. I don't want to go to the judgment with Coca-Cola taking Bible principles and putting Coke in the hands of every man on earth and the church saying it can't be done when the church is the most powerful institution. But do we have a mission statement? Uh, something. I thought I'd, you know, preach on this scripture. You know, all of Asia heard the word in space of two years. Does the book say that? You know what it really, it really says? It says all that dwelt in Asia. Now it could say all of Asia and maybe every city was touched. But he said everybody living there. Now if you believe the book... 
And within two years, everybody living there had heard about Jesus. Did they have a distribution system? You know what? They had a commitment. It can be done. It can be done. They're sitting in the corporate offices in Atlanta, Georgia, saying it can be done. Fellas, let's get out and get our message. Uh, there's only, there's, you know, we, we've only got uh, 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 773 million people a day drinking. And they are now in 195 countries of the world. But they are not satisfied. Now listen to this. You better fasten your seatbelt. By contract with the Coca-Cola Company or its local subsidiaries and local businesses were authorized to bottle and sell company soft drinks within a certain territorial boundary under conditions that ensure the highest standard. Sure, y'all don't have standards. Standards? What do you need standards for? Of quality and uniformity. They're not going to compromise their standards. They're going to keep it the real thing. Not, 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 you know what their base is? Notice this. Local subsidiaries and local... He said, our base is the local church. If we don't get the message down to the local. But he said, we have certain territorial boundaries. Where they control who, who is authorized in that boundary. Now, when the church starts that, especially the Louisiana District Board starts talking about territorial boundaries. We're in trouble. We're criticized, but Coke, for dollar profit, exercises a little control. Now, it's local. It's owned by locals. But they said, you cannot fool with the formula and our standards. Or you'll lose your franchise. We won't fool with you till you go to fooling with the real thing and watering it down. And when they do send inspectors in every now and then to check and to see that the real thing is the real thing. And we got to keep the real thing the real thing. Can you believe that? The company takes pride in being a worldwide business that's always local. Wow. Most suppliers, most supplies are purchased from local sources. Often creating new supply industries and areas of employment within the local economy. You know what they're saying? We're not just interested in our business, but we want to bless our community. Whether they ever buy Coke or not. By providing jobs, we just, it's, it's subtle influence. I work, you know, you know, I work for a company that, that, that's here because of, of the big Coke bottling. You know, sometimes we're afraid to bless anybody that's not of our stripe. You ought to bless your whole community and your whole neighborhood. You ought to help the poor and the destitute if you never get anything back for it. 
You ought to want to bless beyond the doors of your church and be light in your whole community. My Lord. The company supplies the concentrates that the beverage are based on and makes its products, provides management assistance to ensure growth in the business. The company's operating management, I could read on, is structured in five geographic areas around the world. They got regional field supervisors. They're broken up organizationally to try to get it down from regions to different countries. All for a dollar. All for the shareholders. But they are determined to keep it the real thing. And they've got a strategy for doing it. Oh, what is our strategy? Someone said long ago that the wisdom of the ages is to find out what direction God is moving and move with him. And I'm telling you, God is doing something. I'm not braggadocious and I'm not being critical. I don't like to hear people that are. You never hear me lambast other people. All I want to tell you is if I read the book right, this is a real thing. And I want everybody on earth to have a chance to see this trademark and taste this product before Jesus comes. And I'm not going to sit here and let the Coca-Cola bottling company put forth more effort to sell a beverage that will just tingle your palate for a few minutes when I've got something that will go into their soul and save them for eternity. Where is our commitment? is it I, I what is the strategy for building the kingdom are we gonna well could I say this is it survival or strategy is it survival or conquest we got sometimes we get a survival mentality and we're more into maintenance than we are production but we're here to talk about the possible not the impossible But even preachers get hooked into maintenance. And sometimes, maybe not in Louisiana, but little petty saints that are always gnawing over things that don't amount to... I better not go any further. And drain the creative energies out of their preacher and keep him in maintenance... And it's a trick of the devil. I haven't gone back into the world. No, but you're stealing your preacher's time. And he has to stay up half the night worrying about some little nitpicking thing you said. When you could have kept your mouth shut or gone home and talked to God. Because what you said wasn't going to change nothing. And you keep him in maintenance. Coca-Cola wouldn't put up with that. Their salesmen aren't always in the plant looking at the machinery. 
Their salesmen are out there saying, this is a real thing. This is a real thing. They train people to take care of the machinery. We got to have some lay people that'll take care of this little nitpicking machinery and keep it grinding that our salesmen can go out and say, this is it. Hallelujah. Wouldn't you like to have a taste from the springs of living water? If you're sick of your brand, come drive. It's the hottest brand going. Still ain't said nothing about Pepsi. But this is just the real thing. <laughs> I can't antagonize an influence at the same time anyhow. We ought to be loving people. Well, you, can, you can love without compromising if you've got good sense. But to reach out. Somebody said, well, how do you interpret the Great Commission? You don't interpret it. You don't interpret a command. You obey it. He said, go. And what part of the word go don't we understand? Anything about go you don't understand? But I doubt if Jesus is going to send you around the world to reach the heathen if you're too lazy to cross your street and witness to your neighbor. What's the driving force of our life? What means more to us than anything else on earth? Do we love the things that Jesus loved? Peter, do you love me? Yeah, I love your feet, my sheep. Peter, do you love me? Yeah, I love your feet, my sheep. Peter, do you? Yeah, you know I love you. Feed my lamb. My God, what's all this got to do feeding lambs, loving you? I'm just simply saying, Peter, if you love me, you'll love what I love. And I love the sheep. And if you love me, you'll love the sheep. Not just the fold, but the flock. There's a lot of people in the flock that's not in the fold. You've got a city out there of lost sheep. They're not in this fold. I'm going to say something I said before it was criticized, so I'll say it again. If you love your church more than you love your community, there's something wrong with you. Because that whole community is a lost flock that needs to be in the fold. And you need to love them like you love your fold. Do you really love your city and love the lost? Do you want them to hear the good name of Jesus? And you know, even within the Pentecostal persuasion, I'm not talking about apostolic brand names. We get so busy with our own kingdoms till we forget that the only name that counts is the name of Jesus. I'm not telling you to go into all the world and preach the UPC. The name's not even comprehensible in some languages. But the name of Jesus is. And I don't know what kind of God would call us to a place and then not equip and empower us to do what he called us to do. What's our strategy? Do we have a mission statement? What's the magnificent obsession of our life? 
Have we just got defensive tactics? That's all. Let me read you a quotation from the Officer Magazine. That's Salvation Army Magazine. A good defense is needed. But when defensive tactics become primary, then you're in a survival mode, which means you're trying to protect your position rather than advance your front. Let me tell you what I fight for. The formula. I'm not going to fuss with you over plastic or glass or tin or aluminum. But the main thing is I want to be offensive. I want to go on the offensive with a real thing. We often talk about we got to hold our heritage. Hold our heritage. No. We've got to enhance our heritage. Every generation ought to leave the church better than they found it. Not watered down. I want to leave the wood pile a little higher. When we get in a survival mode, it means continuing with the officer. We will decline as a spiritual force and our mission will be smothered. By layer upon layer of institutional procedure and empty ritual. There is a danger of the survival mentality. We live by perceived expectations rather than accountable priorities. I am calling you to an accountable priority. Just as the Coca-Cola Bottling Company has goals... And they said, we're going to do it. What do you think you can do? Nothing if we just talk about it. Do you have a strategy for reaching your city? You know what the seven last words of any church are? But we've always done it this way. And you've heard me tell this before, but I was in a church dissertation. That's the Greek for a church fight. <laughs> and an old brother, after we'd talked and talked and talked, he got up and said, Brother Tinny, we were doing just fine in this church until this new pastor came along and got all these new people in here. <laughs> Politics, power click. Us and our families always run it. I'm going to tell you what some churches need. Not in Louisiana. Let's talk about other places. They need about four or five good funerals. Because until, until we make up our mind that there is a place called Calvary. And there is a man called Jesus. And we can pray, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Your will is not sacred. And just because you feel it doesn't mean it's God. You better lay it on the altar. Not my will, but thine be done. But protect the formula. I've had him tell me, oh, Brother Kenny, he preaches the truth. But I don't like the way he preaches. 
What do you think Coke would do with some distributor that said, Well, I like Coke, but I don't like the way y'all are delivering, so just quit. Get the real thing. Don't fuss over whether it's a sleek van or a donkey. Get it on location. God's used donkeys before. God's used fish before. God's used roosters before. And if God can use a rooster and a fish and a donkey, God can use me. Get it out. You know what we need in some of our churches? A good old case of repentance. Because you're not obeying Acts 1 and 8. Nobody's getting saved in your church. Don't you blame the preacher. If that body will get together and pray and see God. God will send you the right man and God will send revival. Protect the formula. That's what Coke said because it carries their logo and it lifts up their standard. I've been preaching 40 minutes for you clock watchers. Strategy. Do we perceive that it can be done? Coke believes it can. And, and perspective is everything. Jesus never said, come and hear it. He said to the church, go and tell it. What kind of perspective do we have? A come and hear it or a go and tell it? Get out in the neighborhood. Do something. You don't do nothing but go screaming down the streets. Oh, Brother Tenney. Any of y'all ever heard of old Brother R.L. LaFleur? Brother Robert LaFleur, he was our apostle. Been dead many years. Brought the gospel to this country. I've heard him tell many times about getting off a streetcar in Fort Worth, Texas. He just got the Holy Ghost. He'd go to the end of a block and lift up his voice and scream, Repent ye! The kingdom of God is at hand! He'd go to the next block, right in the middle of Fort Worth, Texas. Repent ye! The kingdom of God is at hand. Looked around and the policeman was following him. <laughs> he said, son, is there something wrong with you? <laughs> no, there's nothing wrong with us. <laughs> something. Do something. What's your perspective? It's not a numerical perspective. The question is not what kind of crowd did you get, but what did the crowd get? The real thing. But then don't you believe in big churches? I do. But you've got to have a little quality control. In every country, in every company. I'll leave that to you. I'm not here to pastor your church. You know, John the Baptist, Jesus said, among women, none greater than John. John never built one church. The group he had followed him all left him. He performed no miracles. He ended his ministry in jail. And Jesus said, none greater. 
Well, what in God's world did he do to make him? It's none greater. Let me tell you what it was. I'll tell you, I can tell you what it was. Jesus, in the presence of Jesus and his disciples and, and John's disciples, where everybody could hear him, he said, He must increase and I must decrease. It wasn't miracles. It was that attitude of making Jesus primary. Not my agenda, not my politics. He must increase. Whether I understand it or not, He must increase. God didn't call me to keep score. He called me to play the game. Perspective. We need a servant's heart. Well, let me hasten on. What are you, what are you, what are you going to take away from this place? Just a notebook crammed with writings, a head crammed with knowledge, your body's crammed with food. Yeah, that's right. Bodies. We, we make sure we get three squares a day. Our theme song in Pentecost ought to be, God be with you till we eat again. <laughs> well, we're going to strategize for that. And I'm the chiefest of sinners. Brother Merle Ewan's not far behind me. <laughs> Followed closely by Brother Jack Cunningham. <laughs> but what kind of strategy? You know, we strategize for eating. You're planning right now. I got you. You've already thought about where you're going. Are we going to take from this place a strategy for world evangelism? We're going, to, we're going to leave here with our heads filled, but our hearts untouched. We've come in vain. No time for us to sit up, set up a personal kingdom under the flag of Christianity to conquer the world for the sake of our own ambitions. Jesus said, I'll build the church. I'll build it. But will there be a gospel available for every creature on earth by the year 2000? Hallelujah. Early church went from the synagogue. They went from house to house. They had a strategy. They played it out. It wasn't built around buildings, though there's nothing wrong with buildings. There were different cultures. What are we interested in? Maintenance or production? What kind of strategy do we have? Do we really love one another? David took the ark into Jerusalem. The Bible said he could find no rest for himself because the ark was absent. And he had to develop a strategy for keeping the glory. The real thing was the glory. For some reason he left the old tent at Gibeon where Zadok ministered. But he built a new tent, but it was for the old ark. The new and the old are thus happily associated together in progress. New tent, but old ark. And that's what we got to do. Somehow. Keep our vision. 
our propagation, our strategy. And we got to base our vision on the bedrock of obedience. And there's no way we can believe in Jesus and ignore the great commission and please God. We have disobeyed the direct command of Jesus if we don't have a burden to reach the lost. You are a disobedient child. We get hung up on some little old thing and expend a lot of energies on nothing. You know what I've asked our preachers, but I don't usually say this, this kind of meeting, but I'm going to say it. Nobody can sing in our choir except, and we, we got choir standards for this camp. Every choir gets it. We're going to sing up here, got a choir standard. But, Jesus said, you shall be witnesses. What if our choir standard was, you can't sing in the choir if you don't win soul? you're not a soul winner, you're not getting in the choir. not a soul winner, you're not teaching my Sunday school class. Not a, not a soul winner, you're not going to be on my church board. Because you'll be carnal if you're not a soul winner. But if you've got souls in your vision and your perspective, you're going to be spiritually minded. And to be spiritually minded is life. But to be carnally minded is death. We've got to get back on center of what Jesus died for. And if they're talking about putting a coke in the hands of every man. Come on, Tenny. What do I want that for? I've tasted the real thing. One thing I'm sold on is this message. Sold on it. That's why God spoke to me and you wonderful people have been so kind. Of reaching out. Brother Brian mentioned it. Calcutta. I don't know. Some say 15, 18 million people. A million people sleep on the streets at night. People that have never lived in a house. they born on the street. Live on the street. Die on the street. Go to hell from the street. Never lived in a house in their life. No witness. we got to have a distribution center there for the real thing. I said, we got to have a distribution center for the real thing. I can't just get my optic. Yes, I want to see this state reached. Oh, God, do you love your city? Sometimes we're so much like the apostles. Peter, James, and John up on a mountain. They saw Jesus transfigured. Isn't that wonderful? The glory of God is shining out of the man. You know, first thing Peter said, it's good for us. First words out of his mouth. Not what do you want, but this is good for us. You know, we come to church sometime with a meism. Good for us. Well, what's good for somebody else? Are you folks hearing me? Yeah. 
I believe I'm in the Holy Spirit. Brother, Don Marcelli, where are you? Where's Don? My, get you some ushers. I, I never dreamed of this, but I'm dreaming now. I, I'm going to tell you something. This is it. 55 minutes. It's not bad for me. That's all right. Sermonettes are for Christianettes. You'll sit in a deer stand and freeze for 10 hours. As Jeff Arnold says, trying to kill Bambi's mama. But if your pastor preaches an hour, bunch of babies, you never would be a Coke salesman. You don't have a commitment. God's talking to us about unity. Not, not uniformity. Fellas, this would be a dull place if we also saw, saw eye to eye on every little thing. It'd be dull. I can look at fellas in this that I love. I love Warren Green. I don't know why. Uh, we've been friends. I told him the other day when I first met him, the Dead Sea wasn't even sick. Now, we believe this basic message and everything, but I, there's a few things. But I don't major on two or three little things he's wrong about. <laughs> he likes classic Coke. Yes. Classic. I do too. Don't no invitation. You see what happened when they tried to change the formula? The congregation went in an upheaval. They lost their audience. They had a cry from the pew. We want the, you think our people want this formula changed? Now, I've been to a few churches where they called it a church, but it looked more like a zoo. Instead of a sheepfold. Unity. But I don't like just the way my preacher preached. Unity. Whenever, last, last, last thought, and you've done this, been there, done it. Whenever my children were small, we traveled a lot, and they sat in the back seat. Have you ever had kids in the back seat on a long trip, and just as you pull out of the driveway, their first question is, are we almost there? How far as you go around the first corner? And then the first mile, when do we eat? And then the second mile, yeah, that's right. They got to go. And they can never synchronize it. Here I'm in the back seat. And their, their mother would reach and draw a mythical line down the seat. Don't you cross that line. Don't you touch him. They'd get their finger. You know, us looking here. Mama! I didn't touch her. His finger's over the line. Laugh, Terry Denise. You know I'm preaching the truth, honey. You...
Cherry. You did. It's my side. Territorial preservation. <laughs> Mythical line. My organ. My Sunday school class. My money. Now, nothing wrong with the driver. Nothing wrong with the car. Nothing wrong with the destination. The problem's the kids in the back seat. Nothing wrong with the driver. His name's Jesus. Nothing wrong with the, the, the vehicle. It's the church. Nothing wrong with the destination. It's the new Jerusalem. It's the kids in the back seat that are causing the problem. If we can have a little unity in the back seat and less territorial preservation and loving the same thing and the same Lord and the same church and the same destination, we got the real thing. Let's distribute it. You know what we're going to do? We're going to take an offering for Calcutta right now. We've just purchased the first building there, and this district purchased it. Got two little pastors and four or five works, and they got about 80 believers that they've gathered where we had absolutely nothing. And I feel in the Holy Ghost. This is not missions day, but I feel it. Let's get this distributed. Go ahead, ushers. If they either are or they ain't. Where's my ushers? Get it. Get the money. You got your buckets? Oh, is there anybody here that understands me? Is there anybody here that knows why I'm talking about a coke in the hands of other men? Is there anybody here that believes this Jesus name message is the real thing? I want you to lift your hands and say this is the real thing. Say it again. Say it again. Say it again. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached as a witness to every nation. And then shall the end come. And the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout and the voice of the archangel and the trump of God. Everybody here that believes you're ready for the rapture, stand up and shout hallelujah now. an offering to reach Calcutta. Reach down and get your money. Singers, come on up here. God, give us a burden. Let something be birthed in this camp meeting. I don't want to be entertained, Brother Teresa. You're right. We come to church not to be entertained, but to be changed. I didn't come to count meeting to be entertained. I came to be changed. Anybody here want to be changed? Brother Cornwell's going to preach to you. And I got another. He's got a message from God. Oh, yesterday morning, the Lord woke me up at four. This morning he woke me up at three and I was up the rest of the night. My wife thinks I'm sick or nuts or she calls it anxiety. Bless her little sweetheart. I don't know what it is. Maybe you're right. But there's something going on. 
And I don't want to be insensitive. Coke is not. I don't want to be insensitive. You, you may be seated, but as you are, lift your hands and worship God as they come and sing. check to the Louisiana district. Put your church name on it if you want your church to be printed.